Hi there and welcome to episode 139 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, possibly, maybe, probably, Series 2, Season 2, we're not really sure. Anyway, I'm James Brown, the man whose only emotions are grumpy and bloodlust. And as usual, I'm joined by Dr. Alex Connor, the man whose main emotion is I don't feel things. And the ebullient, exuberant and frequently ecstatic Mrs. ADHD. Alex, hi. I feel things. I feel lots of things right now. I'm feeling the handle of this chainsaw, for example. I feel lots of things. Don't slip with it, you know, um, <laughs> by any chance. So is it the, the hellos seem to have segued into shit jokes, by the way? Is that is that yeah. something new for this season, is it? They, they want that many hellos, James. <laughs> takes the pressure off you, doesn't it? Um, <clears throat> Sam, hi. Hi. Um, how are you both, Mrs. ADHD first? I'm okay. How are you? No. <laughs> no, no. Again. Alex, how are you? <clears throat> Thank you, James. Oh, listener numbers. Great question. Now we've got uh, Tarquin, the intern, doing the metrics, and we've restarted season two. We actually have some listeners, so uh, that's good. I guess one of them sent us a letter and read it no. out. No, but yes, and it's from Robert from Kidderminster James. It says, I listened to your episode on insomnia. <clears throat> it was really meta of you to include a cure in the episode, by which I mean James' personal reflections, because he's a boring Dracula, you see. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that, Robert. It was a clever joke, so it needed clarifying in this company. <laughs> I've had a real letter. Can I read it out? No. Yes. yes. Thank you. It's from Chris with a kicking cur. Your podcast is a godsend. I live over in Northern Ireland, the part of the UK everyone forgot existed until Brexit happened. Oh we my have God, no do government and don't have an NHS service. I'm having to go private for mine on the 24th, aged 27. Your podcast is helping me unpack and make sense of all the childhood trauma I have, along with the symptoms that my ASD diagnosis didn't cover. Keep doing what you're doing. You guys are my NHS. Love you guys so much. I relate so much with all stuff. It's scary. Shout to Sam. You are a legend. Strong as nails. Did Sam write this? Oh, that's so nice. And sorry um, I talked over part of it. I started getting angry that <laughs> there's no storm. <laughs> but, you know, we just went for Brexit. But anyway. Yeah. I think no, you're right too. Thank and you. Thank Sam, you. if you could immediately forget that positive feedback and just go back to self-loathing, that'd be terrific. I will, yeah. My brain no, just goes, you don't need that. <clears throat> I've also got don't a note. Says... Have you done it again? Have you done it again? Yeah. Because I, I did a little pause, didn't I? You did, yes. It was very good. I, I really like it. I do get it, though. It makes people really uncomfortable. I also yeah. have a note from the New Metrics intern, Tarquin, about another city we've got listeners in, Sydney, in beautiful New South Wales, where an amazing 3% of our listeners are. The Metrics mm. intern holds a fact about Sydney, which is the Sydney Opera House is actually a giant koala bear that disguises itself as a building <laughs> during the day. No, it's not. <laughs> That's not true. It isn't true. I, well, why, are we, why did you say it then? Uh, it's a fact about the Sydney Opera House. I it's a fact, love apparently, it. Sam. We, we've been told this. We've been given this information as being yeah. factually correct. It's a fact. Hmm. Do you know what I really like is that 
the script guy metric, the script intern put koala bear in, which I really like. But the German for koala is koala bear, which ruins my favourite taxonomy joke. Sorry, just just to clarify, mm-hmm. you have favourite taxonomy joke. That's right, James. Jesus Christ. Anyway, as usual, this I used to love this podcast, but now the moaning has superseded the useful inflow in humour to the point where I can no longer listen to it. Sorry, guys, of a podcast. <laughs> it's a tragedy in three parts. <clears throat> we choose a theme. Yeah. Last time around, uh, we talked about ADHD and insomnia, and today we're focusing on ADHD and anhedonia, which got quite a bit of interest after Alex diagnosed <laughs> me with it like he was a real doctor. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Pete, sorry, got distracted off of Discord and the lovely Patricia or Patrice off of Discord also for suggesting this topic. As usual, the three parts include the Roland Rat of evidence, Alex the Psycho Education Monkey. Give him. Talking about the theme, our personal reflections in part two, um, and then finally, just a tip, just a tip. So... Alex, you made me spend far too long reflecting on this. Tell us what it is with a bit of positivity, which I don't know. Yeah, come on, James, with the moaning. Right, anhedonia refers to the reduced ability to experience pleasure or positive emotions. No, hedonia. There is something called the wheel of emotions. A quick internet search will find this, but it might lead you instead to the glass case of emotion scene from Anchorman. And then you'll spend three hours looking at other Anchorman scenes when you should have been. That was just me, I think. Just just to remind you, Alex, we're, we're recording a podcast, which is meant to be in, engaging. This is for people who get bored more easily. I mean, the wheel of emotions. Anywho, you'll see uh, when looking at you. it that there glass are many. Oh, what? <laughs> Incorrect. Oh, no, sorry, you were making a joke. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Incorrect. He didn't say I'm in a wheel of emotions. I said I'm in a glass case of emotions. He did, yeah. I- I've even literally written that in the script. You were making a joke. It is amazing. Sorry. There are many, many different emotions, obviously, and subcategories of emotions. James hasn't got subcategories. He's got two <laughs> emotions, but most people have loads. These emotions can be positive. Or negative again, not James, they're both negative. The DSM 5 defines anhedonia as lack of enjoyment from engagement in or energy for life's experiences, deficits in the capacity to feel pleasure and to take interest in things. That describes perfectly my experience when recording this podcast, just as just as an example to people out there. Anywho, anhedonia has been referred to in scientific literature at least for 50 years and is a feature of several types of psychiatric disorders, maladaptive behaviours, I like that word, most commonly seen in and studied in, for obvious reasons really, depression, but also shown with other mental health conditions like schizophrenia and lots of others. It's linked with depression is so strong that anhedonia is considered to be a core feature of major depressive disorder. Uh, and for example, the DSM-5 again, which is the big boring book of mental health stuff, requires that either low mood or anhedonia is required to be given a diagnosis of major depressive disorder, MDD. To make things even more interesting, I mean, they're not interesting, but the script intern thinks they are. 
A presence of anhedonia has been shown to be predictive of poor response to antidepressant therapy for people who have depression. ADHD. Get to the point. So hang on. So they give you antidepressants if you've got anhedonia, but if you've got anhedonia, antidepressants don't work. Yeah, and so anhedonia, you don't need to have anhedonia to have depression. And if you oh. are the anhedonic type of depression, it seems that the antidepressants don't work as well for you, your group. Interesting. And they, but they don't know why. I mean, there's a whole thing about whether antidepressants work or not. They work for some people. But anyway, um, I messed that up. You did, but the only Miss James is rubbish ADHD question. So, sadly, James, you are back. I'll get there and I'll talk about ADHD. If you could just have a little bit of patience and positivity, please. The yeah. absence of diagnostic specificity. I love that Birmingham accent. The absence of diagnostic specificity is a limiting factor when you're trying to define anhedonia, which means we don't really know how to diagnose it. Generally, a doctor will look for the symptoms of anhedonia by asking you questions, how, how you feel, what your moods are like, your emotions. Uh, outside of the clinical setting, you've got behavioural tests. You can do electrophysiological measurements of your body and your brain. You can do interviews. You can do self-reports, which is shit. And these are often cited in research devoted to anhedonia. So what is anhedonia? Why is it? As always, Sam, a very good question, which James definitely didn't write for you. Agreed. <laughs> Historically, anhedonia is always thought of as a loss of pleasure or a lack of pleasure. But we've kind of had a rethink or studies have had a rethink that are emphasising different facets of hedonic function or, or feeling pleasure, including desire. This might Some of these might be familiar. Desire, effort, motivation, anticipation. Uh, consumption, consummatory pleasure. Recent research posits anhedonia is associated with deficits in the reward system, specifically oh. anticipation, consumption and learning of reward. That is, the reward system doesn't work very well at all in ADHD. And so the difficulty that we have engaging in unrewarding tasks could be argued to be partly anhedonia. Before James starts to foam at the mouth, because... <laughs> You know, he's a Dr. Dracula. Let's quickly talk about alexithymia, which we've covered before, and I haven't made up because it's got my name in it. It is possible in, a, in, in ADHD, anhedonia could in fact be alexithymia, which means not being able to speak about your emotions or think properly about them. As many of us don't understand our own emotions effectively. Remember, we don't pay attention to what we pay attention to. And that might include not being able to recognize some emotional states. So I I should ask, because obviously I had a chat with the script intern uh, yeah. before we recorded this. And so I'm asking for someone who definitely or almost certainly isn't me. Yeah, someone else. Yeah, could, um, for example, years and years of substance abuse have caused my day? Um, could could there. years and years of substance abuse yeah. have caused their yeah. anhedonia? Flawless. Mm. Yes, in a word. Findings from studies indicate that an anhedonia is higher in people dependent on a range of substances, and it typically appears as a consequence of substance use disorder or substance dependence and james and i think you're really going to enjoy hearing this bit it <laughs> diminishes with abstinence 
and James, just for you, and I suppose our listeners, anhedonia is a common symptom of ADHD, of course it is. And so the research there suggests that anhedonia severity may in fact be predictive of the severity of ADHD symptoms. In double fact, anhedonia may actually be an underlying transdiagnostic, great word, feature of many psychiatric and neurodevelopmental disorders, including ASD. Oh, that's interesting. So what can we do about it? That's a really good question, Sam, that James would never think to ask or write. There is evidence that Pat can help, not not DJ Sessions. 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 (laughs) It's It's an acronym for Positive Effect Treatment, which is an intervention designed to specifically target deficits in reward sensitivity. It might help that. So... It's very early days, considering how long we've known about anhedonia, but that there are some like therapeutic bases for it <clears throat> in the pipeline. Uh, well, I've got absolutely nothing positive to say about what, anything that you've just said, Alex. Um, so in that vein, we'll take a break. Yeah, and we'll be back in part two for probably my personal reflections on anhedonia. See you in a bit. Bye. Oh. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome back to episode 139 of ADHD, no, of the ADHD adults, where we're talking about ADHD and anhedonia. That was the bit that I was just about to read, but then I stopped Mm. myself and said the ADHD adults instead. Thank you. Um, This is part two, where James is talking about his personal reflections on (laughs) anhedonia. (laughs) Well, just listen. Do you want to start, James? Uh, Yeah, I can do. I'd like to thank Alex for diagnosing me with this as a as a real actual medical doctor. Um, I thought you knew. No, I didn't. I genuinely didn't. I so I talked about this. We've talked about this, I think, when we used to do the Friday episodes in season one of the podcast. Um, and I talked a bit about it on ADHD Towers, and I went through this really fucking intense, probably four or five week period of just almost hyper focusing on. Have I ever felt positive emotions? Have I ever felt happy? Do I know what happy is? Is it anhedonia or is it just that I'm actually happy, but I don't know what happy is? And I genuinely do think I do have anhedonia. Now, obviously, I'm very open about the way in which I've crammed lots of different things up my nose over the past um, 30 to 40 years. And therefore, there's a chance that that substance abuse being associated with anhedonia um and lack of abstinence from it um can indicate that that could be something that i do have it's just it's the just reason great, james that now you know that you're just gonna you know take on the abstinence with a oh yeah oh, yeah no, absolutely yeah from now on yeah <laughs> no more alex no more absolutely i'm no i'm no i'm not days clean um 
<laughs> if you look at the, the the wheel of emotions, so if you Google wheel of emotions, there's lots of different um, kind of forms of these, but it's quite a useful tool because in it you'll have at the center of this wheel kind of the 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 broad emotions like happy, sad, fearful, angry, and then coming out in the outer parts of that wheel, you've got almost like subcategories of emotions. And I have looked through every single one of the happy sub emotions or subcategories. And the only one that I can honestly feel like often is contentment is content. There's an element of trusting because there are people that I trust, but you know, even curious and inquisitive are are kind of fleeting things. And I, I, there's just the best, the best way I can describe this is that Sam and I used to go to, to, Pikes Hotel in Ibiza a lot. It was kind of our happy place. We go there. It's glorious sunshine. Sunshine. We've got our friends there. We arrive, check in, unpack, go out. And Sam would be obviously Sam, which is oh James, isn't it wonderful? Look at the sunshine. <laughs> Look at the garden. It's so lovely. And I'd just be thinking, oh, it's all right. You know, it's, it's okay, but I, I I would I would mask and say yeah yeah no yeah it's lovely. Or we'd go and watch the sunset. Um, in in Ibiza, you've it, got yeah. like hundreds of people who are <laughs> hundreds of people who are all sat there, and you can just see that you've got this this glorious kind of vista in front of you of the sea and some islands and the and the sun coming down and music playing. And all I can think is, oh, come on. How long does it take for the sun to go down? For God's sake, and just and just sit there. I want to get out not... and bite people. Yeah, <laughs> going to take my hood off. Exactly. And I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like. I don't like the thought that I am not a happy person because I don't see myself as an unhappy person. If that makes sense, even though I clearly am. Yeah, you but are. at the same time. Very much so. I have to <laughs> honestly acknowledge the fact that I don't, I don't feel positive emotions, or I certainly don't feel them in the same way as other people, and that's something I've got I, to start walking through. I think. I remember when you showed me around your new house and you bought it. It's, it's a really, it was such a nice and a brilliant move from where you were before. And I said, "Oh, and, and what do you think of it?" And you said, "It's a house." That's literally <laughs> all you said. You couldn't. You didn't seem to understand the question. Yeah. I know. I used to try and get you to feel that, didn't I? Yeah, we sat outside and we yeah, I'd yeah. sit outside and go, Look, this is your house. You wanted a really nice house and now we've got one. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it didn't work, did it? No, it really didn't. Sam, what about you? I don't have this. <laughs> I mean oh, I should have <laughs> Yeah, I feel all the happy things um, to the extreme. I'm almost the opposite of James. Uh, I do have alexithymia, so I do have problems feeling some emotions or I get confused as well. And I don't know quite what I'm feeling. Uh, or Anyway, I don't have this. What about you, Alex? Um, a couple of big caveats here, big uh, ringing klaxons, a massive great ringing bell. Hmm. It is that as you get older, your positive emotions, emotions in general, are, are blunted in 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 everyone. So, and everyone feels a bit anhedonic sometimes, which is a very ADHD critical thing to say. I appreciate that. And also, the meds of ADHD can appear like anhedonia, in, oh. <laughs> because we often 
but concentrate on something. We're not distracted by anything, positive or negative. So it uh-huh. sometimes feels like when you're on ADHD meds that, you, oh, God, I didn't enjoy that. But actually what you didn't do is remember it because it wasn't a distraction. Mm-hmm. So if you if you spend two hours doing your, your job that you were supposed to be doing, you're not up and down and all over the place because you're not being distracted because that's what the meds do. And it can really? appear like they anhedonia. They do that for me. <laughs> I mean, they, they do. They, they literally do. They help you focus on a, a work, a task a bit more, right? They're not. Even if it's so not a work you, task. So oh, right. you, yes. you're not distracted by, you know, a bird flying down the window as much. Okay. But they also do have a side effect of anhedonia in some people. Oh. I think I might be one of them a little bit. It's not slightly blunted, not much, but I have to remind myself to, to think slightly more positively because i I don't know if it's just the way the meds work is i'm I'm, in the old days i would always distract myself because you know because anything lasting more than three minutes is tedious and so i needed to and now i don't need to as much i worry that but it's it's really hard to know whether it's the the actual effect of the meds or real anhedonia um what i do know is when i had 10 days off the meds i was exactly the same so it's probably just my age Oh yeah! Imagine being no time for the game, James. That seems <coughs> definitely time for the game, Alex. <laughs> well in time, we're well on the time. In fact, this has been a relatively one short nil, Is it one nil this season? It is one nil. And right. let's not brag too much ahead of the event because let's face it, you're going to drop the ball at some point, multiple times during however long this season is, because we didn't plan to have seasons. Well, so, on both 136 episodes. Exactly. That's the natural length for a season. It is, yeah. Ding! Yeah, 136 <laughs> episodes. Right, this is this is T-shirt based. A minute, by the way, I'm wearing a Brian Brains T-shirt, which the lovely cat <laughs> sent me. Thank you very much, no. cat. And in last week's episode, I was wearing one which I made when I was fucking around trying to make some merch for us. And it was the I Have a Defect of Moral Control T-shirt. Now, I've made lots of these T-shirts using a cricket system and a heat press. The, you know, oh, the, do go on. Um, yes, you, the um, you're not boring. I have ADHD. One, I have a defect of moral control. Alex has ADHD. Is a difference, not a disorder. I've made all these t-shirts. Yeah, normally to wear on the podcast. Um, but I, I miss. I, obviously, there's quite a few that have gone in the bin because I fucked something up. But I made one where I didn't notice that I had made a spelling error or an omission as I printed and then pressed the lettering onto the t-shirt so what was the mistake did i do a t-shirt that says i have an effect of moral control did i do a t-shirt that says you're not boring i have dhd or did i do a t-shirt that said the adhd adults oh that's a really good one I don't think you said effect of moral control because you never miss an opportunity for the D. <laughs> very, very good, Alex. Very good. Thank nice you very much. Humor. Yeah. I don't think it's ADHD dadults because that's the type you've already made and would have noticed. So I think mm-hmm. you've done DHD. I think you've gone for deficit hyperactivity disorder. <clears throat> look at your little smug face. You look yeah, really happy. So, um, so the scores are Alex one. James won. You got it wrong, you big cock. It was dead yeah, adults, was, wasn't it? No, it was. It was no. I've got an effect of moral control. I just I you missed off. I missed one. Alex. I missed the D. First time um, for everything. That's it's, quite homophobic. Exactly. 
I'm no, it wasn't at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, so it's one all. I'm happy, you know. Well, I'm not happy because I don't know what happy is, but I'm certainly less negative about things. <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll be back for some tipping, just a tip, in part three. Shit game. Welcome back to episode 139, season two of the ADHD adults. We're talking about ADHD and anhedonia or not feeling pleasurable stuff. As always, in part three, we're uh, just the tip. J- James changed it on the script again. It's just trying to annoy I say James, I mean the intern. We're giving our top tips, just the tip, for how to deal with anhedonia, presumably. James, top tip, tip, top tip, tip top. Is that, person, is that a person called Anne Hedonia? Because how to deal with her could be very different to the tips we're going to give um, for being anhedonic, for example. So if your name is Anne Hedonia, by the way, write in, say hi. I'd like to find out. Right. Oh, in. God. <clears throat> yes, write in a letter. You get letters, so why can't I get letters? Or we get 69. <laughs> no. Um, it's, t- it's a tough one to give tips for because at the minute I'm really struggling with working out, you know, what to do with this information. I think the best tip that I can give is probably that if you are at that point where you think this could be something that affects you and it's kind of related to emotional acceptance, blah, blah, blah. I've gone through a lot of self-hatred in the last six weeks at thinking that when I'm sat with Mrs. ADHD, I'm not happy. And at thinking that in some of the... I mean, I think the problem is I can't use the language. Some of the happiest times in my life, in other words, some of the the least shit times, the most least shit times. Grammatically, Alex, I'm just you're going to eviscerate that, aren't you? Yeah, most least shittest. Yeah, the, the most least shittest times of my life when I've been with Mrs. ADHD and some of you know some wonderful places with people that I love, I've not been happy. And I've masked the fuck out of myself to say, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's been lovely doing this. And I haven't been. I've just, it's these, these are things that happened to me. That's something that happened. We went on that holiday. That happened. We went to a party or a wedding. That happened. You know, I, and that is something that gives me a lot of guilt because I feel, I feel like Sam and she, she isn't, but I feel like she must be thinking, what? You mean you're not happy when you're with me? You mean, you know, when we do these things, you're not happy. And and to me, the only way I can, I think, and I don't know, but I think define happiness or, or what is happiness to me is, is feeling safe. It's the absence of the negative emotions. If I don't have the anxiety, the fear, the low mood, the anger, the irritability, if I don't have that, that's about as positive as I get. And that to me is when I'm with Sam, that's, that is as happy as I get. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of self-loathing about this of really feeling like I'm not I'm getting quite upset actually <laughs> that I'm not normal. Someone else better go. Well, you're not normal, but mm-hmm. the the main top tip is for that, which is emotional acceptance that contentment is enough that you're enough. Mm-hmm. As you know, James, and support and like, I've practiced elements of Buddhist meditation for many years, and there's nothing I think you like more about that. (laughs) But what you learn doing it is that you're not aiming for happiness. You're aiming for peace, contentment. 
and safety is enough if you're feeling safe as a human especially an adhd human it's enough it, it absolutely is yeah emotional acceptance that the, there is no supposed to like there's no there's no way of grieving there's no way to be happy the, the idea the idea of happiness as a goal is, is wrong it's the wrong way to think and i, know, I don't normally say like you know advice because i'm shit at yeah. it but it isn't what humans should be thinking they should be thinking contentment is enough so if, if if you're feeling safe at home it's better than a lot of people beating yourself up because you're not you're not flushed with serotonin biologically mm. it's just pernicious and unhelpful guilt There's, we do it though remember, don't we i think you muted uh sam muted yourself pressed your little button didn't you ding the sorry i was just saying you shouldn't feel bad that you don't feel happy because i don't give a fuck how you feel <laughs> it's all yeah, about in me. fact i kind of prefer it when you're unhappy it's funny yeah, yeah. It, well it is i mean for the metrics for example <laughs> what, what what an actual top tip james is a, is an intellectual positive lens instead of an emotional one which means um and obviously it might require writing down a couple of the things that make you feel content Mm. Uh, time or safe and and ironically considering that horrible review about us being moaners <laughs> a positive lens rather than toxic positivity is a, a, an evidence-based support the most treatment for adhd so not going i can do anything i could be a famous impressionist but it's actually being grateful and thinking about the things that you you can do because they're in your your list of special interests, the things you are able to do at the moment, the, the hobbies you're able to start, even if you never pick them up again, being grateful for them. Being, I literally thank them, James. I even thank negative thoughts on my own, James. James, I thank them like I'm thanking the universe, James. Look, I didn't miss this, you know. I didn't miss this during the break. <laughs> but it, it, if I can give you one thing, it's that safe is enough, content is enough. Yeah. Good, the word should, can get in the fucking sea. Mm. Thank Sam. you. Oh me, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I guess a bit more on what Alex was saying. It, and we've talked about this as well before. Happy doesn't may, mean the same thing for everybody. So no. your happy might not be bursting with joy and laughter and skipping round in fields in the sun. Definitely not yours, James. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. It might be feeling content on the sofa, re-watching your favourite TV programme for the 87th time. That yeah. might be your happiness. We, you shouldn't compare your happiness to other people's, especially not mine, because I am ridiculous. And yeah. people lie and misrepresent, misrepresent how they feel yeah. as well. Yeah. And you can't expect yourself to feel the way other people are feeling like it's a bit like pain when it's difficult to know if you're in a lot of pain because you can't compare the amount of pain you're in to the amount of pain someone else would feel uh -huh. because we all feel pain differently and we've got different thresholds for pain. So when they say how painful is it on a scale of one to ten, your one might be somebody else's ten. You've got no idea. And I think it's the same with happiness and other emotions we all feel them differently and at different levels so i get ridiculously overjoyed if i see an insect or just an object that looks pleasing to me um i'm almost disordered in the opposite way to you but then there are lots of other emotions that i can't differentiate between or identify you are you and you're beautiful and i love you and you shouldn't feel bad about that i mean that, that last bit 
isn't yeah. objectively true. She tailed off at the end, didn't she? To be yeah. fair, it was, I did. It was, sorry, it was good. It was good. And at the beginning well. and in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and the less said about the end, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Yeah, that that over too much joy, James. It's called positive overwhelm, and it's disordering for a lot of for people who feel it. Yeah. So it's, it's sometimes being in that middle ground can be if you don't beat yourself up. I mean, plenty of people beat you up for you. You don't need to do it yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Fucking try. Um, why? What I'd say is, and I, maybe I, I don't know if I if I explained it properly. And I, I absolutely accept everything you said. You're right. And I think there's a great irony and hypocrisy in this that I will say to people that I coach that you need to challenge these negative internal thoughts that you have, this negative bias that we have. By you know saying positive things, affirmations, journaling, yeah. by by getting yourself to accept these positive things, and I know that when I'm having that thought process of Sam must feel terrible that I, you know, I'm not happy around her. That there's only one person having that conversation. It's me. Yeah. It's my head imagining what Sam says, and I know that, but it is I think still difficult because when you've got a lifetime of, when you look back and you've got a lifetime of, of kind of not being happy. It's just another way to be othered. And I, I absolutely accept yeah, it everything you guys have said. It's really supportive. And I I deeply, deeply like both of you a little bit. <laughs> and, 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 appreci- yeah, and, 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 and appreciate the time we don't spend together. Um, Good effort. Yes, exactly. Anyway, that was episode 139. Season two-ish, maybe, of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we talked about me. If by a miracle <laughs> you enjoyed this episode, you can find more content by subscribing on Patreon or visit the website www.adhdadults.uk to find out more, to get in touch. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, all.